are a firefighter and an EMS professional. You put your life on the line every day for others. You are a part of a worldwide brotherhood of dedicated servants, and you deserve better. We are often our own worst enemies, and it's time to own it. Let's work to improve and challenge the status quo. That change starts with us, right here, right now. In every situation we're faced with, as we see a need, we own it, and we act. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited. Hey everyone, my name is Ryan Rodriguez and I'm the founder and your host for the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. The Ignited Movement is a battalion of firefighters who challenge the status quo through a forum dedicated to self-improvement and accountability. In each of these episodes, we discuss a myriad of different things challenging the fire service today, from leadership and tactics to how to improve ourselves physically as well as mentally. We aim to civilize the mind but make savage the body. And even though the focus is on the fire service, topics and principles we discuss span all kinds of professions. That being said, let's get started. Being a firefighter isn't easy, and neither is the process to getting hired. When I tested for my position, I was in competition with 3,000 other applicants for one of three positions. Competition is fierce out there, and the process was probably the most mentally, physically, and emotionally draining time period in my entire life. And I've got three kids. <laughs> it's an incredibly difficult thing to accomplish, and many people are unsuccessful in their efforts. In fact, more than 70% of the people who set out to become a firefighter give up and move on to other careers. It takes a special kind of person to see it through. Some people get hired the first time they test. And for some people like me, it takes seven years of testing. Ultimately, if you want it bad enough and you're willing to do the work, it will only be a matter of time. Today, we're going to talk about 10 things that will help you on your way to becoming a firefighter. I had no idea where to begin in my quest to become a firefighter. I didn't have family working in the fire service. I didn't know anyone who was a current firefighter. I had to branch out of my comfort zone and seek out answers to my questions the only way I knew how, going to the source. So I reached out to my local fire department and I met with the chief officer and I asked him a bunch of questions about what it was that he was looking for in a firefighter. And he told me that he wants people on his department that are educated, who aren't afraid of hard work, and who are excited to do the job. So. I signed up for classes through my local community college in my effort to learn more about what it takes to become a firefighter. I sought out volunteer opportunities to introduce myself into the unique culture, and I did what I could to piece together a path that I needed to take in order to make my dream come true. So I'm taking this opportunity to pass on what I've learned in my journey so that anyone who is seeking a career as a firefighter may find it helpful in their journey. So here we go. Number one. Become an emergency medical technician, or EMT. All firefighters are EMTs, but not all firefighters are paramedics. If you're currently working in the field, then you already know this, uh, since most of the 911 calls that we get are medical in nature, it only makes sense that the organizations will want people who can be utilized on those types of calls. An EMT is someone who has a basic level of certification, while a paramedic has a more advanced 
scope of practice. Basically, a paramedic has the skill set and the authority to operate as the ER doctor or medical director in the field. From interpreting EKGs to administering life-saving drugs, a paramedic has a much deeper understanding of anatomy and pathophysiology. And the trend is showing that paramedic certification will soon be the new standard. However, currently, the standard is uh, basic EMT certification. But also something you want to keep in mind is that in order to become a paramedic, you first must become a certified EMT. Number two, volunteer. Seek out ways to serve others in any way possible. It doesn't even have to be fire service related. Look into community service opportunities where you live. This will help you get into the servant mindset. It'll help you develop your communication skills, and it will help provide you with references you can you can provide, I guess, <laughs> when going through the firefighter testing process. A few ideas for, for this is becoming a volunteer with the Red Cross and assist with CPR classes, or even becoming a CPR instructor. Other ideas on where to volunteer could be with a local burn camp or Habitat for Humanity, Big Brother, Big Sister is a good organization, or even a local food shelter. Service is what being a firefighter is all about, and the more insight you can gain in regards to what it takes to serve others, the better. Plus, it'll give you great experiences that you can talk about and refer to when being interviewed for a position. Number three, take college classes. Like I'd mentioned before, I sought out classes at my local community college in order to gain some insight as to how I should approach getting hired as a firefighter. This isn't necessarily a requirement, but it's great experience and can offer wonderful insight and understanding. And also, it looks great on a resume. Showing that you're willing to invest in yourself and taking active steps toward being a productive person goes a long way. Think about it. Do you think a successful organization wants someone? who spends their time expanding their understanding or someone who sits on their fat butt complaining about how things are so bad. I understand that these are two opposite ends of a spectrum, but when it comes to personality types, these are typically the only two that I see. There, there are some that fall in between, but that, those are the ends of the spectrum. Also, keep in mind that the classes you take don't necessarily have to be fire service related, but it helps a great deal. Number four, keep your nose clean. By this, I mean maintain a clean background and lifestyle. Regardless of what you currently believe, the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. Having a track record of destructive behavior like vehicle accidents, domestic violence, drug charges, anger management issues, etc. will make it much more difficult for you to stand out in a positive way. But all hope isn't lost. Even though you can't change the past, you can make the decision to start working toward a better future right now. Number five, understand the process. Do your homework. Not every fire department has the same process. And for the most part, they're, they're pretty similar, but they are definitely not the same. So do your research on the fire departments around you and get to know the processes that they will put out or that they will put you through and learn the differences. The more commonly used phases of a, of a process are uh, a written exam, an oral interview, or two, um, a physical agility test, and a background check. Number six, take every 
applicant test you can. Test, test, test. I tell this to my students all the time. Test anywhere and everywhere. Taking applicant tests and taking them often will help refine you to the process. Every time you take one, you'll come away with a better understanding of what the fire departments are looking for. Plus, it'll help you identify the departments that you really want to work for versus the ones that you feel like you don't really fit in. You need to understand that failure is a part of the process. It's bound to happen, guys. Out of all of the thousands of applicants testing with you for that spot on the truck, there are only a few who will make it the first time. This is a part of the process. If you can't handle the emotional gauntlet that is the testing process, then how can you be expected to have the emotional resiliency needed to run call after call of life-threatening emergencies? You're going to see some crazy stuff out there, and if you can't handle this process, how can you be expected to handle that process? How do you find out what departments are testing, you may ask. So you can use paid sites that notify you of local and national testing dates and processes, or you can do the footwork yourself. When I was testing, I was sure to visit the websites of the departments I was interested in on, on a weekly basis, at the very least a weekly basis. And I gave my email um, for notifications on hiring to all the departments I sought a career with, and even some I didn't. And this helped me prepare for future tests and interviews, and it gave me more opportunities of being hired. Some departments test every six months, while other departments test every two or three years. So it's important to stay abreast. It's important to stay on top of the game as to who is testing and when, so you don't let the opportunity slip through your fingers. Even if you don't feel ready, Turn in your application and put yourself in the process. Number seven, stop by your local firehouse. Stopping by your local firehouse or scheduling ride-alongs will help give you a great insight into the unique life and profession that is firefighting. Talk to firefighters. Ask them questions. I've never been asked a question by an eager future firefighter that I wasn't willing to answer and help give insight and perspective to. We want to help people by nature, and we love the job. So we love it when people are interested in becoming a part of it. These kinds of opportunities that display your initiative are great things to talk about when it comes to answer, answering questions in an interview panel. The more unique your experience and the more experiences you have to draw on give you a wonderful bank to choose from. When asked the infamous question, why do you want to work for this fire department? You can honestly answer, I want to work for this fire department because when I stopped by station four and met with the firefighters on the C shift, I was extremely impressed by dot, dot, dot. Number six, get some life experience. We don't want to hire people that don't know how to clean up after themselves. We want to hire good roommates. We want to hire people that can bring something to the table. For example, can you cook? Do you know how to clean dishes? Do you know how to clean bathrooms and mop floors? It seems menial, but these are all things that need to happen. What is your basic mechanical aptitude? Your new captain, typically uh, the rank of at least one member on your interview panel, doesn't want to have to teach you how to do this stuff. You should already know how to do this. How does one obtain life experience? You get a job, not a career. You get a job. 
If a career in the fire service is what you're aiming for, in the meantime, you still need to make money and provide for yourself, right? This is a job, not a career. This is where you gain experience. And experience in dealing with uh, not-so-nice people, experience in solving menial problems, which will better prepare you for when you have to solve larger, more significant problems. You have to be able to keep your cool in stressful situations. And working with people at a job you may not like so much is a great way to help get you out of your comfort zone and refine yourself and your interpersonal communication skills. One of my chiefs uh, and one of my mentors told me, if you want to get hired with a fire department, get a job you hate because it will motivate you that much more to do what it takes to get hired. Number nine, prepare for your background investigation. When I was in the academy, um, we had a guy who won a spot doing the job we all dream of. There were four of us that got hired at the time. Then one day, the fire chief walked into our classroom, told everyone to leave, except this one candidate, and when we were told to come back in the room, our fellow recruit was gone. His bag was gone, his stuff was gone, he was just nowhere to be found. Evidently, he had lied about something in his background that couldn't be overlooked, and he was immediately let go. He had his dream job in the palm of his hands, but it slipped through his fingers because he wasn't diligent in preparing for his background check. The heartbreaking part was that we were told by our chief that if it had been if he'd been forthcoming with the info from the start, he'd still be sitting next to us. A background packet is typically 25 pages or so and asks you some very intimate and specific things, such as info from every employer you've ever had, including dates, duties, job title, supervisor name, salary. Info from every school you've ever attended, along with GPA and any discipline you may receive. Info about certifications or licenses. licenses you may hold, and uh, proof of those licenses via photocopy. So like driver's license, things like that. Info about family and friends so that the investigator can make calls or even make in-person visits with anyone or everyone on that list. Credit history. Yep, bad credit can have an effect on your background investigation. Info about driving record, accidents, insurance claims, things like that. And finally, info about any military experience, if applicable. Now, these are just some of the, the general things that are typically found on a background check packet. And each organization is different, like I said, so it's up to you. But getting these things in order and being prepared to answer those things will help you be better prepared when the time comes. It's common for you um, to be handed this packet and expected that you complete it in about five to seven days, like a week or so, maybe even two weeks. So keep all this information readily available so that you don't get lost in the hunt and overwhelmed by it when it comes time to provide it. A lot of candidates wash out in the background. Don't be one of them. Number 10, always be learning. The fire service isn't just a job. It's a career and you should be passionate about your career. It's common for fire departments to ask you questions about current trends in the fire service or what you think the future may hold. So knowing what's going on in the world that you want to be a part of shows that you're in it for the long haul and that you aren't just looking to gain bragging rights. 
You're not in it just for the novelty. The fire service is extremely unique. The educational course pathway is vague. It's up to you to educate yourself and identify the proper course of action and opportunities available. You've got to be aggressive in your quest for knowledge. You need to seek out opportunities to gain some real-life experience that support your education. Some of the ways you can do this is through cadet, volunteer, reserve, or paid-on-call positions that your local agency may be offering. So find out what's available in your area. Talk to the local guys and gals that you see shopping in the grocery store while they're on duty. Uh, Visit fire stations. Talk to your local community college instructors. Or even make contact with your local fire marshal's office and gain some info. Go in recon mode. Just gather as much information as you can. Following all 10 of these suggestions won't guarantee you a career in the fire service. However, following these suggestions, along with your dedication and invested time into the process, will absolutely increase the odds in your favor. Seek ways to make yourself more marketable and more remarkable. Be more informed and foster your charisma by interacting with anyone and everyone. Don't try to rush things. Exercise patience and learn emotional resiliency through this process. The dedication and perseverance you will learn will do nothing but help you along the way. I hope you found this helpful if you're looking to obtain a career in the fire service. It really is the best job in the world, and I thank my Heavenly Father every day that I was blessed with the opportunity, the physical ability, and the mental capacity to help those in need. Thank you guys so much for listening. Do me a favor. Please subscribe and share this episode with someone you think should hear it. As we delve deeper into these issues, we can come together and help each other learn and grow. Remember, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at IgnitedFF. And join the Ignited Firefighters Facebook group. This is where firefighters and EMS professionals can come together and discuss the challenges that we face. It allows us to connect with others who are dealing with those same challenges. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, if you see a need, own it and take action. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be Ignited. 